Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Jungle Spirit. If ever a young chap was thankful, it was Tom Hopkins. His parents were American missionaries, and they lived in a big house not far from the edge of the jungle in Brazil. What made Tom congratulate himself was that an old friend of the family, Charles Mayer, whom Tom always called Uncle Charlie, had come on an unexpected visit. Almost as soon as he arrived, he let it be known that he thought Tom was old enough to go along with him on a trip into the jungle. Uncle Charlie had about the strangest way of making a living known to an income tax collector, Dad used to say. He traveled all over the world collecting animals for zoos and circuses. This time, so he told Tom and his folks, he was after jaguars. He had in mind a new kind of device for capturing these untamable cats of the jungle. It would be made out in the jungle. It would be a strong, tightly woven net with an opening about three feet across. A live chicken would be the bait inside the net. The instant a heavy animal went after the chicken, down would come the draw rope, closing the net and imprisoning the intruder. I want to get started on my trip as soon as possible, Uncle Charlie said. I'll get about a dozen Brazilian boys who know about the jungle and the animals in the jungle to go with us. Two mornings later, Uncle Charlie, Tom, and his dad, and ten Brazilian boys were ready to go. They started out in river boats. For a day and a half, they wound their way along the twisting river until they reached a place that looked promising, a perfect place for animals to come down to the shore and drink. Uncle Charlie ordered the boys to gather sturdy vines. He ordered the vines cut in 30-foot lengths. When enough material was gathered, it was woven into nets. The nets were strung up in different places in the jungle where Uncle Charlie had found fresh claw marks on the bark of trees, so he felt hopeful of getting the jaguars that his zoo friends wanted. With the nets all in place, there was nothing to do but wait. Tom thought he'd burst with excitement. He wanted to look at the nets every few minutes, but Uncle Charlie said no. They would stay in camp overnight. Then they would see what had happened at the nets. Early the next morning, the hunting party left camp. The Brazilian boys led the way. Uncle Charlie, Tom, and his dad trailed close behind. Look, there's a net, Tom exclaimed in a loud whisper as he pointed. But the net was empty. So was the second one. Before they reached the third net, Tom heard strange sounds coming from the jungle. When he and Dad and Uncle Charlie got nearer, they stopped. There was a tribal witch doctor making all sorts of incantations while his feet and body moved in fast rhythm. Every so often, the witch doctor's body jerked back while he raised his hands high above his head. The ten Brazilian boys drew back from the witch doctor. Tom could tell by the expressions on their faces that they were afraid. Spirits! Spirits! they called out as they saw Uncle Charlie. Then they pointed to the net. It hung down limp from an upper branch of a tree. Tom could not see anything in it at first, but suddenly the bag swung slowly to the right, then to the left. Then it lifted itself straight up into the air. Tom gasped and grabbed his dad's hand. What's in it? Even as they watched, the net stopped moving, but in a moment it began to weave about with a weird sinuous motion. Then the next minute it lowered itself and hung as it had at the beginning. A spirit, an evil spirit, the Brazilian boys began to chant. Tom couldn't take his eyes from the strangely moving bag. Uncle Charlie walked over to the bag and looked through the foliage surrounding it. Come and see the spirit, the jungle spirit. The boys held back at first, but Tom and his dad rushed over. There, in the spotted sunlight, was an enormous boa constrictor, 
half in the net and half out. Uncle Charlie pointed, See, the tree branch is broken. When the snake shot into the bag after the chicken, his weight must have broken the limb, and the draw rope at the mouth tightened about the snake's middle. No matter how hard the snake tried to escape, it couldn't get away. With its tail firmly wrapped around the tree, it kept raising itself and swaying to and fro. When the boys saw for themselves that it was a snake, they began to laugh. But Uncle Charlie realized that several feet of that snake was still free. A boa's tail is nothing to laugh about. It can crush a person to death, Uncle Charlie knew. Okay, boys, bring your rope, Uncle Charlie commanded. Tom watched closely as Uncle Charlie directed the business of removing the snake from the net and getting it into captivity. One of the boys was sent up the tree with orders to tie a rope in a slip knot on the snake's tail. Then, very near the end of the tail, the boy was to make what is called a half hitch. As soon as this was done, the boy passed the long rope under the branch and then tossed the free end to the boys below. A strong pull loosened one of the snake's coils, drawing the tip of its tail downward. Holding this rope taut, one of the boys threw the free end back to the boy in the tree. He passed the rope over the branch and dropped it again. Again the boys heaved. Another coil of the boa was freed. They kept up this process until the snake had been unwound loop by loop. In the meantime, another of the boys had succeeded in passing another rope with a noose on the end about the boa's body. With a third boy holding the line by which the net was tied to the upper branch, everything was ready to lower the snake to the ground as soon as its hold on the tree was loosened. The moment came. The boys below drew the ropes tight. Down came the prisoner. However, by this time, the big snake had worked its head through the mesh of the bag. One of the boys yanked off his shirt, folded it as flat as he could, and used it to press the snake's head back into the net. Now the job of getting the snake ready for the journey out of the jungle began. Everybody pulled and hauled. The free end of the snake's body was wrapped around the bag as if it were a spool. Plenty of rope was then wound over and around to secure it firmly. The whole thing was attached to a pole. When the boa was weighed, it tipped the scales at more than 200 pounds. It was fully 20 feet in length. It was no wonder that Tom and his missionary daddy shared Uncle Charlie's pride over his latest acquisition. The spirit of the jungle was bound to be a real prize for any zoo. That evening, Daddy smiled at Tom and Uncle Charlie as they sat around their campfire. I am glad that our job as missionaries is not to enslave or capture as the evil one does. Our job is to set men free and make them happy in Jesus. The story you've heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.